This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Dan Helley. LeBron buries a three. Curry relocation three is up and go. You care about talking of the legacy question with these two guys? From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You got two all-time greats. They're two very different players. Earlier on the show, NFL writer Jason Cole. Professional pickleball player Tyson McGuffin. NFL network analyst Charles Davis. Coming up, senior writer for NBA.com, Steve Ashburner. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Dan Helley. What is up? Hour three underway. Time is flying here in Los Angeles on the West Coast with Brockman, Del Tufo, and TJ. I don't know if you guys saw this story the other day, but uh, read that um, Travis Kelsey interested in doing some work with the WWE. Of course, we saw George Kittle at Mm -hmm. WrestleMania. I'm not a huge wrestling guy. You know, when I was a kid, I used to follow it. Jimmy Superfly Snooker and Hulk Hogan <laughs> and the British Bulldogs and uh, Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you still are, right? So you're very yeah. much into this. So just, very much. It, it got me thinking a little bit about NFL players, current NFL players, because you could go way back, that would make great WWE superstars. And you were kind of, you were kind of into this game a little bit, right? Absolutely. You were down. Yeah. All right, I'm down so, for anything wrestling related. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, I mean, just look around, look around the area, look around your DJ's office got, there, like all the wrestling <laughs> stuff. He's got now. a couple belts. I mean, you gave us a little tour the other day, which was fun. Um, so anyway, we did our top five lists Ooh. of current NFL players who would make great WWE superstars. <laughs> and we, uh, we each took our turn and I'm going to start. As you should. All right. What do we got? Number five. He was a three-time Pro Bowl tackle for the Tennessee Titans. He's currently suing the Tennessee Titans because of a uh, surgery that didn't go as well as he would have liked in 2020. That's Taylor Lewan. So I think Taylor Lewan would be a great heel in the world of professional wrestling. He's a big guy, right? You know, yeah. six five, uh, left tackle. He has the resume. Tatted up. Um, he has the personality. Yeah. You know, great podcast, busting with the boys. I think they've been trying to get Rich on busting with the boys for like a, a calendar year. Almost now. a year, yeah. 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 Is he ever going to go on it? Uh, not until the bus has a motor. Oh, <laughs> he won't go on the bus until it has a motor. Yeah. Brilliant, because I don't think the bus is ever going to have a it's motor. Never going to. <laughs> Big fans of both of those guys uh, and their podcasts as well. So Taylor Lewan, number five on my list of NFL stars who would make great WWE superstars. Number four, George Kittle. I mean, this is obvious, right? Yeah. Like, I, I I played tight end in high school. I love tight ends. The, the tight ends are ruling the world. It was the strongest position in the draft this year. And we saw Kittle. Were you there when Kittle came out, TJ? I, I was there, man. I was in the house. How was it? How was he? It was great. Like, I don't, the thing is, when you have that many people at SoFi, many of them are foreigners, many of them don't watch football. I don't think a lot of them knew who George really? Kittle was. But for those of us who did know who that it was, George it was Kittle, awesome. we definitely popped for him. All right. Uh, number three on my list. This is another one that I was really, really proud of coming up with DK Metcalf. Yeah. How Obviously. good would this guy be? Obviously. I mean, he's shaped like a martini glass. <laughs> he's huge. 
You got you got the person. You got it all. Yeah, he the, could be the hair. He, the hair. He the could hair. be good. Yep. He could be a villain. Yeah. He can be whatever you want him to be, and he could be the heavyweight champion of the world. Daniel Jeremiah said he was a human bat suit. The way the man was built. You're right. That's yeah. a great one. I haven't heard that from DJ before. Yeah, all right, number two. I got a combo platter here. It's going to be a tag team: Travis and Jason Kelsey. Makes sense, right? It's good. Um, you got the uh, the one brother who's uber. Well, they're both uber athletic, right? I don't want to take sure. anything away from Jason just because he's a lineman. You know, he's a little more uh, portly than his brother. <laughs> but I think they, I, I love the brother tag teams. I oh, think yeah. that would be the best tag teams in the world. I think that would be great. And number one on my list. The baddest man in the NFL, Rams defensive lineman Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah, um, look at the guy. I, th- I mean, you know, I don't think we hear or see enough of Aaron Donald because he's not out there as much as some guys are. But I think he will be a badass WWE superstar. So that's my top five. TJ. Well, you know, I love your list. I kind of fi- kept some guys off my list because I figured you would have them on oh, yours. Oh, so I'm a casual. I'm a casual no, wrestling no, no. fan. I mean, no, because Aaron, ca- Don- Aaron Donald and DK Metcalf, I'm like, you'll probably put them on because it makes sense. Oh, you, totally. figured, you figured I'd do DK, huh? I mean, look at the guy, man. Like you said, he's got the hair. He's got the look. He's got the build. He's got everything. Uh, let me just give you five that I, that I had off the top of my list. Um I also went with some brothers. In the history of wrestling, the best tag teams are always brothers, whether it be Offen Sika, whether it be Steiners. The, the Steiner brothers, whether it be Booker T and Stevie Ray Harlem Heat, whether it be the Briscoe brothers, whether it be the Hardy Boys or the Young Bucks. Nick and Joey Bosa. We've got the Bosa brothers in there. I think they could be a dominant tag team. Chandler Jones I have on my list. As you know, his brother's John Jones, the UFC heavyweight champion, the baddest man on the planet. So you have to figure that some of that probably trickled down to Chandler. Chandler probably caught a few L's growing up to John, right, Dan? You know, so he had to have picked some stuff up from his brother. And his other brother, Arthur, played in the NFL, And his too. other brother, Arthur, played as well. And so in a pinch, if something happened and they had like a, a six-man match, he could always call up his two brothers to come to the ring oh, and no help doubt. them win some type of trios title. Then we got Micah Parsons, who I just love. Because Micah Parsons, it seems, could do anything. He can play football. He can play linebacker. He could be on the line. He could probably play running back. He sat in the chair that you're sitting in and hosted half the show for us. And I feel like his personality, his size, his speed, everything could make him a good professional wrestler. And then we have a rookie. Siaki Ika just got drafted by the by the Browns and you know Polynesian wrestlers have been some of the greatest and most popular and most over wrestlers in the history of the sport from the high chief Peter Maivia to Snuka to the Tonga kid to right now the biggest attraction in wrestling is the blood and Roman Reigns the Usos Solo Sokoa so I feel like Ika could fit in there as a professional wrestler and then you always need a guy who's like the ladies like He's handsome, and I only know he's handsome because Rich and Brockman say it every time his name <laughs> pops up. He dresses well. You yeah. need someone like Jimmy G in there, the style and profile. You know, he could be like Ooh. this this generation's gorgeous Gino Hernandez. If you don't know, do some research. But I think Jimmy G would be the guy that all the ladies would swoon over, and maybe he could take over ownership of Space Mountain from Ric Flair. Ravishing Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude type. I don't yeah, know if he has the... All right, we'll get one more. Oh, there is one more. Sorry, Here's a little, No, you were good, Mike. Here's something that you might not know. There's a coach in the NFL who is a pretty decent high school wrestler. My, people, Mike Hoskins, the biggest Bill fan that we know, he didn't know this. 
Oh, That's Bill, Bill's uh, head coach Sean McDermott. McDermott. Oh, really? I would yeah. throw. Yeah, Sean McDermott was a two-time. Uh, national prep school wrestling champion. I think he was 61 and 0. He only got taken down one wow. time in his wrestling career. And if you need a mouthpiece, a manager, an advocate, if you need someone to come out and just like work with a wrestler but jump in the ring when need be, you got Coach Sean McDermott because he could really take you down. And maybe we pair him up with the Alpha Academy with Chad Gable and his number one guy, Otis, make Sean McDermott part of the Alpha Academy. And uh, he'll he'll twist you up like a pretzel is what I'm saying, Dan. Okay, I get that. You never want to mess with somebody who has cauliflower ear at a bar, Oh, that's right? rule number one. <laughs> you just don't. And if you don't know that, if you go anywhere, you whether you're in that. a bar, you're in a restaurant, yeah. you're in Walmart, if... But- Seems like something might pop off. Just check the guy's ears. If they're a little cauliflower, then it's not the worst thing in the world for you to go, you know what? Let's just go about our business and walk away. Because chances are you're going to get, you know, belly to back suplex and it's not going to work out. I thought you were going to say Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell was probably too big to wrestle in high school. I, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I can't, I mean, you wrestle heavyweight, right? But like, McDermott's tiny, which brings me to this question. What's the smallest superstar in the WWE? That'd be Rey Mysterio. How, how tall? Rey how? is five, 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 seven, somewhere in there. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Oh, yeah. He's one of the greatest of all time. Wow. Five. Wow. Nobody knows what he looks like, right? Have everyone seen him without the mask? Oh, yeah. He's been unmasked before, just oh, not okay. in WWE. Back oh, in WCW, okay. you, as you know, Kevin Nash, you know him. He yeah. they got in a match and he lost his mask. I so. See. Yeah. But Kevin Nash is like 6'7". See, 7 foot. He's six, a legit 6'11". Kevin Nash was a legit, a legit uh, high school basketball player. Oh, and you know where Kevin Nash played uh, college ball at? No. Where'd you go? Kevin Nash went to Tennessee? Yes, he did. Wow. He played basketball. See, it just shows like I'm removed from the wrestling world. Yeah. And I've told you guys, now that the WWE and the UFC are under the same umbrella, mm-hmm. Endeavor... I'm gonna have to figure out a way to get more in tune with the uh, with the WWE. Well, I'm here for you, Dan. Whatever yeah, you need. I appreciate that. Yeah. I have heard that it's when you watch on t- when you're there in person, it's it's at it's a little more evident than when you're watching on TV that it's a little bit more of a production. Yeah, you know because you know you've got the cameramen there, things that you can't see on television. You've got the cameramen who really help the wrestlers out. Like case in point, WrestleMania this year, Snoop Dogg was the. Uh, he was a celebrity host with Mike The Miz. And The Miz was going to have a match with Shane McMahon, who was Vince McMahon's son. And he came down and he blew his either his quad or his knee out right before, right as they were getting started. McMahon. Yeah. So and right people off thought the, it was fake, but when you were there, you knew it was real. Oh, you knew it was real right, right off the bat. So they're kind of standing around wondering what to do. And the next thing you know, Snoop, by the way, props to Snoop, goes up. He punches Mike the Miz. Miz goes down. Snoop does not a very great people's elbow, but he people's elbows Miz, and he gets the one, two, three in a very improv match. The only thing that could have made it better, Snoop should have crip walked before he <laughs> dropped the elbow. But then you go back, and I saw a fan video, and you see a cameraman. He got the word from the back, and he was just telling Snoop, hit Miz, punch Miz. So a lot of these guys are doing this stuff on the fly, and it's one thing for the pros to do it, but for Snoop to be able to like pull that off at the drop of a, mo- a hat because no one knew that this guy was going to blow his leg out, you know? Really, just props to Snoop for, for being on point right there. So I- I'm not going to say the name of the guy on the air, but what's the, what's the minor league, W? Uh... Uh, they're NXT. NXT, yeah. okay. 
So not necessarily the minor league, but like that's you know where a lot of them hone their skills before it, they get it called the tri- up. It's the triple A. I guess in baseball terms, that would be the best definition okay. of it. Yeah. So it was an NXT guy who is a former uh, college wrestler, mm-hmm. and he's now an NXT guy, and we're yeah. talking about how you become a superstar, how you establish yourself, how you build your popularity. And he said it was two very different approaches, right? Because there's a lot of former um, football players Mm -hmm. and a lot of former college wrestlers who are just big dudes and, you know, get into it. And they come from a team background. And then there's others that came from the the true minor leagues of wrestling who are more about the showmanship of it. And he said they're, they're such different backgrounds that those guys tend to be more kind of about themselves and about just trying to like step on people to get up to you know the next level, whereas the other guys are a little bit more team players. And when you have your, you know, your script, but you go off script, even if it's a little bit, sometimes it can kind of screw things up. Even though if the outcome is is the same, you yeah. know, whoever's going to win or was planned to win ends up winning. But he, it was interesting to hear him talk about how. Two very different approaches, and sometimes people could be rubbed the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, look, some people grow up fans of the sport. Some people don't. Some people get into it because of circumstances like their, you know, whatever, football, basketball, baseball career didn't work out, you know. But, you know, one thing I've always heard heard old school wrestlers say is you can either make friends or you can make money. And so sometimes you've that business, you know, there's only – there's very few main event spots, so you kind of do sometimes have to – Look out for yourself if you want to get one of those spots. God, I don't know if I'd like to live like that. Either make friends or make money. I mean, I, I like both. I like <laughs> friends and money. Is, is there anything wrong with that? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't. Don't make me choose friends or money. That ain't good. Um, well, you know, unless unless your friends are buying you dinner, well, I true. think the, the know, choice guess, is easy. I guess if you have a bunch of rich friends, you then know. you can have friends and money. I don't know. See, your uh, son, he chose friends and money because you're his friend and you bought him food. So. You that know. is true. He, uh, he, you know, yeah. I'm very moldable, much more moldable as a father than I was as a kid. I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's not ideal. But that was fun, man. That was a good idea. Oh, yeah, that was good. This is longer than I anticipated we'd be talking about wrestling since I really don't know much about it. But uh, it is interesting, it, and I, it's, you know, I think for a lot of these guys who have the personality, I mean, heck, you know, like McAfee was a punter and he's now doing stuff with the WWE, mm-hmm. you know. Kelsey's an active player, wants to do stuff. You know, Kittle, Gronk when he was still Gronk playing. Gronk was 24-7 champion. I mean, you, you, you could do a whole list of, of former players who would be fantastic as well. And to be honest, I'm surprised more guys, given that it keeps you relevant, that you you can make pretty damn good money yeah. if you get to that star status. More guys don't do not do that. It's tough, though, Dan. It is a very tough way of life. The guys are on the road, you know, 270, 300 days a year. It, you know, no matter what anyone says on it, it takes a physical toll on your body. You're, fa- you're falling on basically a thin piece of mat that's covering plywood. Right. You know, the, the ropes are cable. They're hard. Everything's hard. You know, you're really depending upon the person you're in the ring with to protect you and take care of yourself or else, you know, tragedy can happen. We've seen guys, you know, get paralyzed and broken limbs. And so it's a very tough business to get into. Yeah, it is an interesting point you bring up because unlike the UFC where, you know, the premier fighters are fighting two, maybe three times a year. 
these guys are on the road every week. Yeah, they're right. Doing, Even the superstars, for the most part, are on the road. Yeah, every week. You're, you're doing it. You know, five six days a week. Maybe sometimes, you know, back in the days they would do multiple shows, you know, so you'd have a, a match at, you know, maybe noon in Greensboro, North Carolina. Then you'd have to drive three hours to in either direction and have, you know, a, a match at six o'clock that night. Luckily, yeah. they don't have to do that as much anymore. Sounds like uh, sounds like an NBA schedule, man, playing 82 regular season games, you know, or yeah. Major League Baseball, 162. Uh, Steve Ashburner from NBA.com going to be on with us uh, here in just a couple of minutes to talk some NBA hoops. I'm going to be very curious to see what he has to say about the Lakers' uh, chances here to take this series. I know we are often in this microwave society prisoners of the moment, and based on what we saw last night, oh, we could see the Lakers winning it all. Um, I, I still, you know, could see Golden State taking, you know, Four games in a row. It's yeah. wide open. Man. Who knows how this is going to go. But uh, a lot going on in the NBA playoffs right now. We're going to be talking with uh, Ashburner in just a couple of moments. And we haven't really touched on any other series outside of uh, you know the Lakers and Warriors. We've talked a little bit about the Celtics and Sixers. We'll be playing uh, game two tonight. The, the new line right now, Boston by eight at home trying to even things up uh, against the Sixers, who will be getting Joel Embiid back in the lineup. Um, with that, Sorry, uh, Dan, I hate to interrupt you, but you mean the National Basketball Association most valuable player, Joel Embiid? Is, th- there you go. Okay, yeah. I just, so how did you know that wasn't going to be, that was going to be the tag on my on my Joel Embiid? Well, I don't think it was. So. Um, <laughs> is that the right MVP? Do we do we have the right MVP? I'm too biased to, to yeah. answer this question other any other way than yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad he, I'm glad he won. I think he could be easily be a two-time MVP. For what, sure. What, what, Jokic could easily be three in a row. No, that's yeah. true. That's true. But it was unbelievable season for uh, for Embiid for and, both of them, you know. Yeah, they're yeah they're 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 both two great players. And just the differences in the two styles of play, like we said yesterday, Joker doesn't really run, can't really jump, very dominant the way he plays basketball. Embiid's game completely different, just as dominant. Well, and just the whole you know what he's been through with the injuries and the process and what they you know Philadelphia. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely not going to say Philadelphia deserves another title being uh, a Washington DC native, but um, <laughs> it'll it, going through what they have gone through and with Joel, I'm glad to see him finally get the, uh, the MVP that he deserves. All right. Talking more NBA playoffs with senior writer for NBA.com. Steve Ashburner coming up after this. It's that time of year. People spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Welcome back. Dan Helley filling in for Rich Eisen. You can call us at 844-204-RICH. We're on the Roku channel 210, Sirius XM, 218 on Sirius, 202 on XM. We're on Instagram, Rich Eisen Show, or YouTube as well, Rich Eisen Show as well. Let's talk a little NBA playoffs with Steve Ashburner, senior writer from NBA.com. Steve, how you doing? I'm good, Dan. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Uh, game two tonight, Sixers, Celtics, and Joel Embiid, the uh, reigning MVP, going to be going to be playing in this one despite battling the sprained knee. Are you surprised they didn't take the Jimmy Butler approach and just let him sit for at least another game? Well, we haven't seen it yet. So uh, I'm in Boston. Um, I was there when uh, Doc Rivers talked about um, – what Joel had not been doing lately in his uh, rehab and what he has been doing. And his comments from Monday night to Tuesday were pretty consistent because on Monday he told us he had done zero running, right, zero running for, for uh, since April 20th. And then yesterday he went out and ran through some, I guess they call it skeleton work or whatever, and did some running. But, I mean, I asked Rivers, how do you go from zero running to playoff mode? Just like that, and you know he acknowledged that that's a that's a pretty big ask. So if either either they were sandbagging us in terms of what Embiid was doing to uh, to get his himself back for game two, or if he plays at all, we're likely to see maybe cameo appearances until he's gassed, which might take you know a matter of a few minutes, uh, depending on the pace that that we have in this game. So you know we'll see. I don't know what to expect from Joel Embiid in game two. I am surprised from the standpoint Rivers had said, you know, if there's any question at all, they would basically err on the side of caution because they've split. They've already got the split of the of the first two at Boston. They've got home court advantage now, regardless of what happens tonight. There's no real urgency for Embiid to be out there tonight. I mean, this way he can wait till, you know, two more days. Um, you know, who knows what that might be might spell in terms of his knee and his conditioning so we'll see it'll be it'll be obviously uh, the biggest angle going into tonight's game um now if he comes out and he plays like an mvp or anything approaching it 
then, you know, Boston could be in trouble. And that, that may be what Philadelphia sees. It's like, you know, let's grab the series while we, while we have the edge. That's interesting to go from not running at all for as long as he's been out to uh, running for the first time to the very next day playing in a, a playoff game. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I would lean towards him not having a huge impact in this one. But and I also I, I just sit him out another game. Like I thought that was really smart what the Heat did with Jimmy Butler. But um, listen, he's the only one who knows exactly how he's feeling, and I'm sure he's in Doc's ear saying, "Let's go. I'm ready to go. I want to get back." Um, which is which is often the case. Dylan Brooks in Memphis. Uh, his time there is over. Were you surprised uh, when the report came out that the Grizzlies said basically under no circumstance, not basically, under no circumstances will Dylan Brooks be back with the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, I mean, I, I was very surprised by that. I mean, not only is that sort of bad form in um, in employer employee relations in general. But, I mean, they're throwing this guy under the bus. Um, even even if he spun out of control for a couple weeks there of, of the postseason. I mean, this, this, you know, Dylan Brooks has been a helpful piece for them. He was, he was really important in, in previous, you know, playoff uh, toes dipped in the water last year and such. And, I, you know, I thought he, was, I did, he did a very creditable and at times thankless job for them this year. He accepted that role as a 3 and D guy, and he, he guarded the other team's most potent scorers on many nights. Um, he allowed Jaron Jackson Jr. to thrive as a, as a help defender and a rim protector and, and win the Defensive Player of the Year award. You know, Dylan Brooks, uh, it was ill-advised. I was standing right in front of him when he made the comments about LeBron uh, in the postgame locker room in, uh, in Memphis. And in real time, I mean, it was as if you could hear while he was talking in front of me, I could hear in my head, oh, this is a huge mistake. Do not do this. You know, you are going to live to regret this. Um, and, you know, apparently he's, he's, he's going to regret it in ways beyond what he would have thought. Look, it would have been easy for the Grizzlies to just let free agency happen. Uh, in the meantime, they could have, you know, lied to um, media people and just said, well, you know, we're – We'll certainly be competitive with Dylan, and you know we want him to come back and, and stick to a nope under no circumstances um, policy uh, internally. Um, yeah, I know stuff can leak out, and I guess in essence this did leak out. But um, was it? See, I'm still wondering: was it a quote or was it a characterization by someone who reported it? If you have if you have management there or the owner of the Memphis Grizzlies saying under no circumstances with coat marks around it, that's one thing. If it's a characterization by somebody, you know, tweeting out their version of the Grizzlies stands on Brooks, even if true, you know, in essence, but under no circumstances, I can't, I can't beat uh, somebody up unless I know that's exactly what someone said. Now they could right. have just said, look, we're done with him. Um, he can go out there and find something better. We need to make a change. Of the, that might imply under no circumstances, but that's pretty cold and harsh language. If it truly was said by an official Grizzlies person, then you know I think they're going to hurt themselves. They're going to hurt themselves in, in free agency with other NBA players. Who wants to go um, you know, work for, play for an organization that after you bust a gut for them will, you know, sort of, you know, put you out there like that and, and do you wrong. I, I just, I think it's, uh, there was no profit in it for them to do this, and they got a little emotional and carried away. Um, 
And I, I, I think that they've got some damage control to do as a result. And Dylan Brooks hasn't even hit free agency. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus out there. Uh, Suns up 2-0 on the Nuggets. I'm sorry, Nuggets up 2-0 on the Suns as the series goes back to Phoenix. Uh, and, and I see, obviously, on their home court, um, Phoenix favored by 3.5 as of right now. That game is going to be on Friday. I To me, I look at this series, and I, I, I think this series is over. Chris Paul battling a groin injury. Um, Denver looking very much like the number one seed. What's your take on that series? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, uh, professionally, I've been, I've had to violate my rule of not talking about other men's groins, but in this case, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's material to what we're, uh, we're watching and hope to see as this plays out. I mean, Chris Paul is vital to them. He organizes them. <clears throat> he brings a toughness. He brings even, you know, some cheap shots that can be instrumental in swinging a game this way or that. So, um, yeah, that that if he's hobbled at all, then you know they're going to have problems. Denver to me is looking more and more like a team in full. I think that they, you know, either either we're seeing them, you know, night after night in, in the playoffs in ways maybe we don't when they're playing those games in in the Western Conference and and you know Mountain Time Zones and things like that, or they they truly have um, stepped it up. At this point, but I mean the way they the way they uh, pick up each other, and you know how Jamal Murray can almost be a a bonus at this point. I mean he wasn't having a good game, and yet you know he hits uh, you know a key shot or two, and all of a sudden you know that can put them over the top. So um, you know Phoenix has got the scores though. I mean to deal with with Booker and Durant on the floor at the same time, um, that could that could totally shift at. Uh, with the, with the change in, in venue. So um, I'd still be amazed if this is not at least a six-game series. Elsewhere in the Western Conference, Lakers stealing game one on the road from the Warriors, uh, due in large part to Anthony Davis. Uh, 30 points, 23 rebounds, the best game in the playoffs by a Laker big man since Shaq 21 years ago. Um, and, and they got contributions from from guys they needed to get contributions from. A D'Angelo Russell, a Dennis Schroeder, each chipping in 19 points. Uh, LeBron with 22 and 11 boards. Um, this series, obviously far from over, but what a drama-filled night it was last night between those two teams in the Bay Area. Yeah, and when you're, when you're talking about a, uh, what is it, a sixth? sixth seed and a seventh seed. Yeah, first time in a long time. You never would have guessed it from, um, you know, the way this thing is is already shaped up. Um, And, and yeah, I think that 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 was just, um, you know, a quirk of of the Western Conference regular season and how things played out. But these are are two playoff-tested teams. Um, You know, Golden State showed that any of those those nervous feelings about, oh, they, they can't win on the road all of a sudden this year. Well, that they took care of that against Sacramento. LeBron and his team have been rolling. Um, you know, the one caution, I guess, is that the Lakers had a few days off. Anthony Davis was was fine and rested. He's had a pattern of not putting together consecutive big games. Um, you know, one day in between is a lot different from, you know, whatever it was they had, two, three, four days uh, to prepare. And so, you know, can he be that force the same way you know, in game two and again in game three and again, you know, maybe they don't need quite that much, but 
um, he could have a drop-off. He had drop-offs against Memphis, and um, it was rather telling. Um, LeBron, too. LeBron, too, was, you know, I mean, he's not uh, invulnerable. Um, he's pretty uh, indestructive, but um, still, you know, that could have been peak LeBron. So um, Golden State, you know, it's interesting when these teams, though, just like with Boston, just like with, man, less so with New York, because they're, they're sort of um, – fortunate to be so far but they lose that home court advantage right away it's a thing that they strive for all season long and all of a sudden the series you know looks like it could flip on something like that now golden state you know they got they're gonna have to go out and win on the road again and it won't be just a bus ride it'll be a a little longer flight down the coast to, to do that in la so you know we'll see but you know i think they they know the formula um they'll figure out a way to not have jordan Poole launching from 28 or 30 feet, whatever it was, um, with the game on the line, and uh, the outcomes could could flip. I think I think you know three of these four series are are, are going to go pretty deep, pretty long. Yeah, I could easily see that. I, actually, I'd be surprised if the Lakers and Warriors don't go to seven games. Um, defensively, I thought the Lakers were very smart in how they were playing the Warriors most of the game. They weren't concerned with anybody outside of Steph. And Clay on the perimeter, uh, they were able to dominate the paint. I think Jared Vanderbilt has been a tremendous addition to the Lakers defensively. Yep. But you saw that change when the pace quickened there in the fourth quarter. Their transition defense, not nearly as good as their half-court defense, which leads me to wonder, why, why doesn't Golden State just push the pace the entire game? Well, that's a good question. We might we might see them shift that gear. Um you know, in game two, um, you know, that especially if, you know, like I said, uh, key Lakers are not as fresh as they were. I mean, when Anthony, Anthony Davis is dominating at both ends, you know, it frees up his teammates um, at both ends. And so, you know, defensively, they, they know he's got the, the rim, he's got the paint, um, and, and they're able to do a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I think, I think if it, obviously a quicker pace favors – uh, the Warriors, if they can maintain it. All right, we are uh, we're in the semifinals, of course, of the NBA playoffs. Talking to Steve Ash Ashburner, senior writer from NBA.com. Two storylines, two most interesting storylines to you in the semifinals in the, at the Eastern and Western Conference. You can go one from each conference. You can go two in one conference. What what's the most interesting thing to you right now? <laughs> um, let's see. Um, well, I'm covering the the Sixers and Celtics, so. Um, I thought it was fascinating the way James Harden dusted off the best version of his old self in game one. We may not see it again. If Embiid is back and, and playing, you know, um, halftime or better, um, Harden is going to have to rein himself in again for the betterment of the, uh, the 76ers. But he came out and a guy, uh, frankly, he, a guy that I really don't like watching, at least that red version of him when he, when he was pounding the ball for, Houston and Brooklyn and, and uh, you know, uh, begging for foul calls and things. He didn't do that. He wasn't driven to try to get to the line. Um, but, I mean, he just, he was, you know, tremendous as a scorer. Um, he still had a half a dozen assists. Um, it fit because they needed that firepower. So I thought Harden largely this season refurbished his image um, and, and, and showed his willingness to sacrifice you know what what he had gotten so comfortable doing um, for you know for the good of the Sixers, 
And I think that in game one of this round, I mean, he just did it all over again. And, and that, to me, was was impressive. He's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. I don't have a vote. You know, he's already won an MVP. He doesn't need my approval. But but to me, that was impressive. So I would say that is uh, as number one. You, you want to have the series that are still going on, right? Yes. You don't want anybody's uh, dramatic failing or anything. Jeez, um, what would I say? I You know, I'm a Julius Randle fan. And so watching how he sort of navigates the criticism, the benching, you know, the 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 ankle recovery that's still not 100%. Um, you know, he's a proud guy. The team rode with him, you know, for quite a while before they've enjoyed this success. Jalen Brunson has sort of, you know, changed up the pecking order there. Um, the way they played when Randall wasn't playing, you know, that helps change up, you know, the pecking order as well. And so... You know, he has expressed that he just wants to be available to the Knicks for however much he can help. And I, you know, I've always just enjoyed his game. I get a—he's very animated uh, personality. I love watching his old school uh, low post game. And yet, you know, he goes outside and obviously, um, you know, uh, adapts to the whole stretch four era. So um, I guess I would keep my eye on him. I just don't know whether that series is going to last long enough to spend a lot of time watching. Julius Randle, I think that Miami, you know, that was a strategic move to not have Butler played. If they had needed him, I'm pretty sure he would have played. And um, Spolstra, he's the best coach in the NBA. If he gets his team, you know, down to Miami, they could easily win the next two. All of a sudden it's 3-1, and that's going to be awfully hard for uh, New York to come back from. So that might, I think, end up being the shortest of these four series. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they can uh, close this out in relative easy fashion if they get Jimmy Butler back. And then at some point, you know, if they've advanced, Tyler Hero uh, is going to be back as well. Julius Randle with 25 points and three three-pointers in that win uh, last night over the Heat. Steve Ashburner, senior writer from NBA.com. Steve, we appreciate the time. Enjoy tonight. You're welcome, Dan. All right. Shedding a little light on the uh, the NBA playoffs. I, that was great. I love, I love watching Randall play, too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny listening to the TNT guys talk about it last night. They're like, he is fearless. There's nobody on the Heat roster who's going to keep him from doing exactly what he <laughs> wants to do. Um, and at least last night, for the most part, he did, along with Jalen Brunson, who uh, went for 30. Uh, Didn't look like it was going their way, though. I mean, they needed a nice last three minutes True. of that game to kind of pull that out and, and draw blood, get even. They got really lucky. I mean, the Knicks did. They could easily be down 2-0. Well, and, and Jimmy Butler's going to be back and probably feeling a whole lot better than he would have had he tried to play last night yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah Sixers right, take uh, note. More NBA talk and uh, a whole lot more. We we got, what, quarter hour left, Let's 15 go. minutes Let's left go. on the Rich Eisen Show on this Wednesday from Los Angeles. Dan Helley filling in. We're back in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just 
Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dan Helley filling in for Rich. Steve Ashburner from NBA.com just on talking uh, NBA playoffs. and He's you know, really good. Uh, he was great. He was, he was excellent. Um, I, it got me thinking, though, about some of the things that I, I heard last night after the game. Uh, well, there are a couple of things that really stood out to me. TNT had a shot, and when I'm saying the, the game, I'm talking about the Warriors and the Lakers. TNT had a shot. Darvin Ham was speaking in the locker room after the game, and LeBron looked exhausted. Yep. Like, absolutely thrashed. He was kind of listening, but not really listening. They did, a, like, a little cheer chant at the end. He was not involved. And I say he was not involved because it wasn't that he was not listening or he was too tired. He was taking off his shoes. He was just exhausted. And I think we tend to forget, even though we beat it into the ground, that he's 38 years old. But the beating that it takes, the toll that it takes on your body when these guys are playing, you know, all these regular season games and then in the playoffs. And LeBron spoke to the media after that and said that, Anthony Davis will have his jersey hanging in the rafters at crypto.com. So it got me thinking, though, if they win a title, if they were to win a title this year. This year? This year. That's two titles for Anthony Davis. And he'll probably end up being the best player on both, right? He was the best player in the bubble. Yes. And he'll probably. I mean, LeBron won finals MVP that year, I believe. Uh, but that's just something that happens. Right, it just right? happened. But he was certainly he. he they he don't. I mean, him. they don't win it without him. No, for sure. no chance, no and chance. But it, you're right. He you was know, the best they, player. They can't win without Anthony Davis. If he, if he, you saw what he did last night. Man, he gets a jersey retired. Wow. What that? Yeah, statue. Two titles. Well, I mean, we know LeBron's getting a statue if they win another title. Hundred percent. I don't think Anthony Davis gets a statue. But do you do you retire his number? That's a that's a great question. Two titles, right? I mean, he will go down on this list of. I'm a hater, though. The bubble one doesn't count, but it's different. It's it different. counts, it's but it's different. different. No, I, I get it. They benefited the most by having the four months off. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, why not? I mean, he's going to finish his career as a Laker at that point if he wins another title for sure. So yeah, probably. I I, I think I agree with that. TJ. 
Nah, who cares? <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we're just massive Laker two, haters. Two, yeah. two titles, sure. Yeah, why not? I guess. All right. I put up on the poll who's more likely to come back after a 1-0 deficit to win the series. It was Celtics early. Now Warriors, 52%. Really? So it's pretty split, but you know, 52-48. I would say Celtics Warriors. more likely to win the series. Wouldn't be... Hey, that's that's a that's a tough that's a great poll question. It's tough. I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. Why didn't we do a poll question yesterday? About what? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think of one. <laughs> so, here, here's the thing with Anthony Davis. One of the polls are so dumb. It's just like, oh, what I'm thinking at that exact second, and I just put it out. That was good. Uh, here's the thing with Anthony Davis. So you look at the numbers. I mentioned this earlier. He played in 56 games this year, 40 the year before. 36 the year before, yeah, and then his first time. year with the Lakers, he played in 62. So he's still pl- not a lot. <laughs> no, uh, he's played in more than 56 games one time in four years with the Lakers. But I think LeBron has a point. You win two titles, you're, you you go your name goes up in the rafters. I mean, LeBron's missed a lot of time in the last two years too. Yeah, LeBron's 38. I you know yeah, but not really. What do you mean, not really? He's not 38. What does that mean, not really? I mean... He's been in the league since he was 18. Yeah, he's put more miles on his body than anyone else and in the history. And he plays in the Olympics every year. It's crazy. I know, but... Chris will tell you he doesn't dislike LeBron, but then most of his comments will lead you to think that there's a little Dan, something there. We'll just say this at the end so we don't have to really get into it. You're in the fight world. You heard what Chael Sonnen said. Like, come on. There's something going on. I also tried to explain to him that Chill Sonnen isn't necessarily the person who... He says know, a, he the, talks a lot. But the people who know, know. Chael, you know, yeah, you know. Chael, Chael says a lot of things to get, to get attention. Here's what, I would, here's what I would say about LeBron. Um, I appreciate longevity and staying power now as I get older oh, yeah, more than I absolutely. ever have. No doubt and about it. I don't remember how long ago it was, but LeBron's body, and this may be what you're alluding to, is very different than when he got into the league, right? Like, he's thinned out. I don't know. He lost 20, 30 pounds. The fitness was a bigger deal. Like, he's a different dude. I don't know if he was, if he was as big as he was at one point in his career, if he would have the ability to do what he does now at 38. The heat days, he was... He was, yeah, he was swole. Yoked. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely Huge. swole. And it's pretty well documented how much LeBron spends on taking care of his body, the the rehab and the rehabilitation and all that stuff. So, you know, it's it's a credit to him and his greatness, obviously. One of the best ever. The best ever. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that at the end of the show. Uh, son probably thinks he's the best. Headed ever, right? to uh, to New Jersey absolutely. this weekend for UFC 288. Nice. I would be remiss if I did not. Uh, what do we got? Talk us through it. What are, you, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to that main event, personally. The main event is uh, Henry Cejudo and Alshamane yeah. Sterling. Cejudo coming back, basically coming out of retirement. So Henry Cejudo is one of four double champs in UFC history. Champ champ. Hold, yeah, holding a, holding a title in two different divisions mm-hmm. uh, simultaneously. And he's one of the all-time greats. He's a, he's a was a gold medalist gold medal in the Olympics, Olympics as yeah. a wrestler. Um, he is. He's also one that can... Listen, he, they call him the king of cringe because he says a lot of stupid stuff sometimes. But I think it's great. Man. I think people really, get on Triple C too much, man. I he's think really do. smart, and he's a great coach. And you look at all the guys he's worked with recently. Um, 
and they've all been they've all been winning. Damn, so, we should have had Triple C call in this week. I know. Tired, that would, that, why didn't we do that? I didn't. I wish think I would about have thought it. of that. But I also like Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. And I like you know Aljo won the belt uh, initially because of a penalty because he got need uh, in the face when yeah. he was down and couldn't continue in the fight. A lot of people questioned whether he could have continued or not, and because he couldn't continue, the belt transferred. Uh, from Piotr Jan to him. So he won and the he, title because he couldn't continue. And he took a lot of hate for that, he too, took, man. He took a lot of hate because I still am not necessarily convinced that he couldn't have continued. That same thing happened to Anthony Smith when he fought John Jones. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Smith could have quit, could have stopped, could have been the new champion. Anthony Smith continued on and ended up losing and still a very good active fighter uh, in the UFC. Also looking forward to the co-main event, Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns at yeah. welterweight, potentially a title eliminator there. This is going to be the most UFC you guys have talked on the Rich Eisen show in, like, what? Correct. Ever? No, nah, not we've ever. Had, we've had Adesanya in here a few times. Yeah. So that's, it, that's, Izzy's come in studio? Yeah, he's, he's come a couple times, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a character. We had um, Holly home back in the day, so that's about the extent of it. Yeah, I think she's, I think she's based in the area. Ronda Rousey, you could get a little WWE talk and some old uh, UFC stuff with Ronda Rousey. Guys, it's been a... Uh, it's been a pleasure. Let's not take uh, yeah, thanks, a brother. year and a half yeah, next time. When you're in here. Yeah, Rich back in the seat again tomorrow? Rich back on Friday. Friday. Back on Friday. Kirk Morrison, uh, who Kirk filled Morrison. in last week, he's back tomorrow.